No matter where your business is in Canada, connectivity shouldn't be a concern. Whether your business is rural, remote, or urban, reliable, scalable internet is available to you and your business. Explore Business is expanding our network. With our extensive fiber, fixed wireless, and satellite networks, we're able to bring you the connectivity your business deserves, with the ability to grow right where you are. With investments in fiber and 5G technology, Explore Business is your new choice for business internet. Get connected with Explore Business today. Are you ready to clear a new path? Welcome to Clearing a New Path podcast, a space for the underrepresented voices in rural Canada. I'm your host, Shauna Ray. Each episode, we'll speak authentic truth because it's the truth that connects us. We'll examine issues, solutions, and hope outside of the city limits. Clearing a New Path podcast is an invitation to listen and learn along with me, on the road to building a more united, feminist, anti-racist rural Canada, one rooted in diversity and driven by reconciliation. Let's learn together, clearing a new path. I love this book because it's a combination of a recipe book and a storybook. Autumn Ongaro is the author of Feed, a delightful reference on seasonal cooking that celebrates the bounty of fresh foods in Norfolk County. It will carry you through the four seasons as Autumn shares the stories and histories of many farms and crafts their treasured ingredients into seasonal and approachable recipes. Each page is adorned with Angaro's atmospheric photography, showcasing the abundance of quality, vibrant foods through the hands of the farmers and through her creative recipes. In Feed, you'll find sensational seasonal recipes that include roasted asparagus soup with crispy bacon, green onion and cheddar dinner rolls, blueberry Pop-Tarts, grass-fed meatballs with feta, and red wine brownies and lots more. Autumn Ongaro is a photographer, recipe developer, educator, gardener, and gal behind Evolving Autumn Food Blog. What began as a creative outlet is now a business focused on atmospheric photography, seasonal recipes, and food education. She lives in Norfolk County and uses the local bounty of seasonal quality ingredients as her inspiration. Follow along with her farm-to-table adventures at Evolving Autumn. Autumn, thank you so much for joining me today, and uh, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. I guess the first question <laughs> is, what led you to crafting this book? Creating Feed, it, it starts back in high school. <laughs> you know, leaving grade 12, I had it in my head that... 
I needed to leave Norfolk County. I just thought it was a county full of small towns. There was nothing here for me. There was nothing to learn. I thought it was the worst place ever, so I was going to leave and never come back. I left. I went to university. I did some traveling, and I eventually found myself heading down a career path that really wasn't meant for me. I would wake up in the mornings and I would dread going to work. I just, I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. And I just felt really lost because I wasn't sure what I was doing. I felt, I, you know, I felt so young still. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? So I moved back to Norfolk County to see my mom because moms just know what to do. <laughs> so originally I was planning on it being a short stay just to figure out my next steps and then leave. Um, but while I was with my mom, I was looking for a creative outlet to bring me joy while I was kind of in this lost state. So uh, at the time, I really enjoyed cooking. So I was getting creative in the kitchen, trying out new things, and it, it really did bring me a lot of joy, and I had this passion for it. So I started to share pictures on Instagram just to show people what I was creating because I was kind of proud of it. Through Instagram, um, companies started to reach out to me here and there to create pictures for them or try out their products. And from there, the ball kind of kept rolling. So while I was looking for things to put in these images, I was going to farmer's markets in Norfolk County to find fresh produce or the best looking produce for the images and for the recipes. And through that, I had I started forming connections with the local farmers and learning more about how they grew the produce and what made the produce so good. And then I started learning more about the history of their farms or how many generations the farm had been in their family. And I felt that that Norfolk County just had so much history and had so much stories and had it just has so much to share. And I had. I didn't realize that before. I had, I had no idea how much history and how many amazing stories were in Norfolk County. And I didn't realize that, you know, Norfolk County is called Ontario's Garden and for a really good reason. We're the number one producer of several crops like asparagus, cucumbers, strawberries, um, and those get shipped all across Ontario, all across Canada. And I felt that really needed to be highlighted. I didn't think Norfolk County and how special it is was being highlighted. So I thought the best way to highlight this would be through a recipe book that discusses the history of the farms, but then also highlights how delicious seasonal eating can be. Do you come from a farming background or was this something new that, that you know, sparked your interest? This is pretty new to me. I grew up in Norfolk County, so I was familiar with farms, and I went to University of Guelph, which is a very agricultural-focused university, but I really didn't have a farming background at all, which which made the, creating the book really fun because I got to learn so much about farming, so it was a whole learning experience in itself. You kind of became an influencer slash reporter and a photographer, right? Like you're you're also an atmospheric photographer. Did you ever think that that those things would culminate into a career? No, at the beginning it kind of was a dream, I guess. I thought I saw other people doing it and I thought it would be really amazing to have a career like that, but I didn't think that I could necessarily have a career like that because 
almost everything I'm do- doing now is self-taught, really. I didn't ever take photography lessons. I don't have a strong culinary background. I didn't go to cooking school. So I wasn't sure if it was something that I could do. So yeah, it kind of just developed into itself. And uh, I still have like a fairly small following on Instagram. So I don't necessarily call myself an influencer. But that in itself, I think is a lesson too. Because I think people get if, if they're seeking a career where Instagram may be a business um, a business scope for them, you don't necessarily have to have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers. You can use Instagram like your portfolio even and still get really great clients and still make really great connections. So you're an innovative entrepreneur, basically. Oh. You carved a career. You carved out things that you love to do for yourself. I like that. Innovative entrepreneur. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I guess I knew I love photography and it it came naturally to me and I knew I love food and cooking was just a passion. I love to cook and feed people and come up with new recipes. So I guess together they it just kind of shaped into yeah, this career and I'm really thankful for that. Because again, I, I wasn't sure if it could be a career for me. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy with how it has turned out. Okay, so tell us about, like hint a little bit about what's in the book. What what can people expect? And what did you find really interesting and surprising maybe? So the book is very focused on the four seasons of Norfolk County and the produce you can find there. It starts out with a little history of Norfolk County and how the soil came to be. Um, a lot of Norfolk County, the the industry, the agricultural industry, and the farming industry started with tobacco. So I do talk about tobacco and how tobacco farming produced the booming agricultural industry. And then from there, it goes into the four seasons. I start with spring, and in each section, there is several farms, and then there is a write-up about the history of the farm and how their featured crop is grown. So there's some food history in there as well. And then dedicated to each farm is a recipe featuring their featured crop. So, for example, the first recipe in the spring section, there is a write-up about asparagus and asparagus farm, and then a roasted asparagus soup as the recipe. So you go through the seasons and profile a a farm or two and have a recipe with that particular crop, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. What is atmospheric photography and how have you kind of turned your photographing food into kind of a food styling career as well? Atmospheric photography is just a term I like to use to describe what I'm trying to what I'm trying to show in my pictures or what I'm trying to mirror in my photography. So when I take a picture, I'll set up a scene with the food and I'm trying to make it look like an atmosphere where you would find the food in. Maybe it's on a kitchen table and there's hands grabbing at different bowls or you're in in a field picking the the fresh food. So I'm just trying to create that atmosphere of where you would naturally find a recipe or a food and just trying to bring you into that and create this like inviting feeling or a feeling where you're like, oh, like I, I've been in that atmosphere before or like I 
find it cozy in this atmosphere. Just kind of that warm, inviting feeling. Who or what inspires you? Ooh, that's a great question. I definitely find inspiration from the seasons, of course, and eating eating seasonally, eating when the food is at its ripest and its freshest. So within that, recipes and photography will just come with what's naturally in season, what's naturally growing in the garden at the time. So I would say that's the biggest inspiration for me. And I also find my my partner's a chef, so I get a lot of inspiration from him as well. And seeing how he develops new ideas and also, I don't. There's inspiration from so many things. Like I can answer so many things. Even going to cafes. Like I love trying out new cafes, and I always find whether it be like their architecture. Maybe it's a cafe in an old historic building, and there might be a certain texture on the wall, and that will evoke kind of a, an idea in my head of a scene to create. Uh, to create again, to create that atmosphere. Um, so yeah, there's really inspiration just from day-to-day things that I'll bring in. Did you self-publish the book? I did, yeah. And do you have plans to do other parts of rural Ontario or even rural Canada? Oh, I I wouldn't be against it. <laughs> I would that would have to be something um I I would like to do it, but it would have to be a big commitment uh to be able to travel and do that. But I would definitely be open to the idea because creating this book was, yeah, I learned so much and I would love to learn more about other parts of Canada. So I'm definitely open to it. I don't have plans yet, but if uh, if it if I got invited or if it happened to fall into place, I would be totally okay with that. Where have you been selling your book? Locally within Norfolk County. It's at a couple stores here. So one is the Dover Mercantile in Port Dover. It's at Nifty Gifty in Waterford. It's at Innisfere Winery and Blueberry Hill Winery. And it's also at Firefly and Fox Books in Simcoe. And then you can find it online at my website, uh, www.evolvingautumn.com, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and bookshop.org. Wow. And have you had any reviews? I have a couple. I haven't checked in a couple weeks, but I did see a couple, some people discussing how they enjoyed that it was a balance of farm history and and the recipes together. Someone said it's a taste of place, I believe, which I really enjoyed that wording of it. And then I've had verbal reviews, I will say, people just uh, saying it saying it right to me, which has been great. There's been a lot of local support and positive feedback, which I'm very thankful about. What else do you do um, in your spare time? I mean, how do you fill your days? There's a lot. Uh, I don't have too many hobbies that I'm doing at the moment just because I'm pretty busy. So my my partner owns a farm-to-table restaurant called Thrive Norfolk. So between that and photography, we're, we keep pretty busy. So most of our days are surrounded with um, food and photography, really. That is what, that's what we do. But outside of that, I do really enjoy hiking. Um, I'm, this year, I have a goal to like winter more. <laughs> I, I always struggle with winter and the cold, but I am making a goal to find 
some peace with winter and find new ways to love it this year. I got some new boots, so I'm ready to trek through the snow. I also really like painting and drawing. I'm I've been a creative my whole life. I just I don't make as much time for it now, but I, it is something I really enjoy. I really love that you've and and I keep I guess harping on it a little bit, but you've carved out a career for yourself. I really love how it, you explained that you weren't happy. You came home and you actually f- found your purpose, if you will, at home. You found it at home. So what advice would you give to other young people listening or even parents who have young people that are at school, you know, pursuing something, kind of spinning their wheels and not happy, what advice would you give? That's a great question. When I was younger, I found myself almost running. Like I was always running, trying to figure out where I should be going, what I should be doing, trying to achieve. And a lot of that running I, I felt had to do with I wasn't listening to what I wanted or what brought me joy. I was listening to what others saw of me or what like society thought I should be doing or what others thought should bring me joy. And I think it's really important to listen to, yeah, what what brings you joy? What actually is it that makes you excited? And, you know, maybe that won't always be a full career for some people, but even if you can incorporate it into your life somehow, like I I think that's so important because that's, you know, life should be joyful. And whenever you can find that joy, try to bring that in. And also speaking career-wise, I think it's start, if you have a dream, it's okay to start where you are now and what with what you have. I, when I started photography, I started with my cell phone and then Eventually, I got a like a beginner's DSL, DSLR camera, but I still use that beginner's camera now, and it works great. Like I, I started with a few things I found in my kitchen, and over the years, I've slowly built up a prop collection and brought in more photography gear. But I, I think it's so important to not get overwhelmed and think that, oh, you have to have all these expensive things or you have to, you don't have this, this or this, so you can't follow your dreams. It's, it is possible. Just, it may be a really tiny, tiny first step, but that first tiny step is still worth so much. That's amazing advice. I'm picking up on kind of a minimalist attitude or a minimalist lifestyle, meaning you don't need to have a lot of things or you don't need to have a lot of material, valuable things that society thinks that they are. Is that true? Am I picking up on that? Yeah, totally. I absolutely agree with that too. I have, I've been through so many different phases in my life, some more maximalist phases, some more minimalist. And yeah, it's the material items are, they, they can be fun for a moment, but they, they won't, the joy won't sustain, it won't last. No plans for another book yet, but what are your career plans uh, now into 2023, I guess? So definitely more plans for um, reaching out to different clients. I, uh, I have some great clients right now and I've created a really good relationship with them, um, but there's some 
that I have I have goals of ones that I would like to get. We will see if it happens. Whenever someone has asked me for career advice or for myself when I'm looking at ways to grow, I think a really good spot to grow is to choose a place in your career where you're weak and then focus on that and try to grow that part of you. So for me, I have a big gap in beverage and drink photography. So I would really like to get some clients that have that sell different beverages, whether it be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, and try to grow grow my craft in that area. So that's a main goal for me in 2023. Anything else you'd like to add? The book is very much so on Norfolk County, of course. That's what inspired it. But it's also a book for anyone who is interested in eating seasonally or just wants to know more about how their food is grown. Um, I think it's a good resource for that. So it's not just for those in Norfolk County. Thank you so much, Autumn, for your time today and for sharing your book with us. I can't wait to see what you do next. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Want to keep the conversation going? Subscribe to the Clearing a New Path newsletter. Drop me an email, follow the podcast on social media, and or you can leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Clearing a New Path podcast artwork is supported by the graphic design of Katie Wilhelm, and the music branding is by The Hankering Studio. The podcast is produced by Radar Media in Thames Centre, Ontario. It is the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Mississauga or neutral peoples who once used this land as their traditional beaver hunting grounds. The First Nations communities closest to the studio are Chippewa of the Thames First Nation, Oneida Nation of the Thames, Muncie Delaware First Nation, and the Chippewas of Kettle and Stony Point. I will speak to many more people across Turtle Island this season, and as a settler here, I'm committed to deepening understanding of colonialism, the TRC's calls to action, and to reframing responsibilities to land and community. I am grateful to Mother Earth and Creator for the opportunity for love and connection, and to the spirits of the elders and the medicine people who still walk the earth. Until next time, 